Then the Lord said to Moses, Look, I have specifically chosen Bazalel, son of Uri, grandson of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. I have filled him with the Spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. He is the master craftsman, expert in working with gold, silver, and bronze. He is skilled in engraving and mounting gemstones and in carving wood. He is a master at every craft, and I personally appointed Oholiab, son of Ahisamach, the tribe of Judah, to be his assistant. Moreover, I have given special skill to all the gifted craftsmen so they can make all the things I have commanded you to make. This is the word of the Lord from Exodus 31, 1-6. I'm Emily F. Eman and welcome to Rescuing Mondays. If you are unemployed, underemployed, or unhappily employed, maybe you have just graduated into the world of work, or you love the work you do that you want to inspire others, or you have this longing to experience God in your life and in your workplace. Well, you have come to the right place. Rescuing Mondays was created with the belief that there is a better way to see work and to work. The mission of this podcast is to make the life-changing wisdom of the Bible understandable and applicable to the modern workplace. My goal here is to encourage and inspire professionals just like you, no matter where you are in your professional, personal, or spiritual journey. You're listening to Episode 8, Work is Excellence Pursuing. God filled Basil and his assistant Oholiab and all other craftsmen with the Spirit of God not to write songs, not for boldness to witness, not as preachers, not even as people who prayed in this situation. But He filled them with the Spirit and expressed that through their skills and their work, and they were every bit as filled with the Spirit of God in doing that as Moses was in his preaching and leading. Have you ever had that feeling where you do something at work that you are so good at and you can't even articulate it? You can't put words to it, but you just know that you did something at work that you are so good at, you can even congratulate yourself and is also in awe of why you were able to think that way or do it that way. This is exactly what's going on. God glorified Himself through your job. Work is excellence pursuing when the work we do is according to the highest standards of excellence because we are doing it first and foremost for God. Colossians chapter 3 verses 17 reads, And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks through Him to God the Father. Here's something I'd like you to ponder on. Can you attach the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to the quality of your job? Again, can you attach the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to the quality of your job? Let's jump right into verses 22 and 23 of the same chapter, Colossians chapter 3. It says, Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything you do. Try to please them all the time not just when they are watching you. Serve them sincerely because of your reverent fear of the Lord. 
work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Paul, the writer of this epistle, is speaking to the people in the condition that they were in during that time. In essence, he is saying, You guys that are in very unfortunate place because of the unjust economic system, you still have to realize that the work you are doing, you are not doing for that master, for that boss. You are doing it for God. Many of you find yourself in bad jobs where you don't like your boss and you feel like your job owns you. The point here is, if that's true for them, of course, it's true for us. Those of us, whatever situation we're in, however poorly we are being treated, our jobs are done first and foremost for God. Work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Verse 24 continues, Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward, and that the master you are serving is Christ. But if you do what is wrong, you will be paid back for the wrong you have done. For God has no favorites. In every job you do, every assignment you complete, every chore you do at home, or even every paper you turn in at school, you are doing it first and foremost for Christ. Even our work that nobody sees should still be done as an offering to God. Work for the master, not for the paycheck. Can I be a little bit nasty in here? For some of you, your job is a terrible testimony for Christ. Your t-shirt, your bracelet, or your desktop wallpaper might say that Jesus is Lord, but the way you conduct yourself at work says something else. Something like, I'll do whatever I feel like doing. So, your outward appearance might say Jesus is Lord, but the quality of your work or your performance in your job speaks of the complete opposite. Then I guess the best two things you can do is first repent and obey Colossians chapter 3. And the second is zip your mouth and not drag Jesus into it. Your job performance is so poor, your attitude is so bad. Start working so diligently that you will bring glory to God in all situations regardless of whether people notice, regardless of whether you get reward, or regardless of the quality of your boss. Easier said than done, I know, right? But obeying Colossians chapter 3, verse 22, no matter how unfortunate your situation is, or how bad the boss is, or how your job sucks, means you are trusting God to do His thing. Pursue excellence no matter what and trust God. First, trust in God's presence. God is present at your workplace whether you sense His presence or not. When at work, take the time to pause for prayer. Ask the Lord to increase your trust in His presence at your workplace. Decide to take time to pray throughout your workday. Eyes open or closed, loud or under your breath, doesn't matter. Second, trust in God's purpose. No matter how difficult or impossible the task may seem, with God, all things are possible. Third, trust in God's protection. It is God who stands between you and all the evil that surrounds your life. 
living like Christ and pursuing excellence in the workplace may be met with opposition. It may even bring persecution. It might even cost you your job someday. But you must depend on God to protect you so you will make the hard decisions to do right. Fourth, trust in God's provision. Whatever your need, trust that God provides for you. This even includes freedom from any oppression if you are in a bad job. Fifth, trust in God's ways. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will make your paths straight. When you trust God's ways and obey, you will realize that His ways are always right and best. Even when you disagree or don't understand, obey. And as my own personal mantra that I would often repeat to myself, Emilu, when you don't understand God's hand, trust His heart. You may want to do the same. Lord, we thank you for the abilities you have given us. When we are lacking in skill, help us to grow and improve so that we do our work well. Teach us to excel so that the result of what we do will be pleasing to you and to others. Open doors of opportunity to use our skills and close doors that we are not to go through. Give us wisdom and direction about that. We commit our work to you, Lord, knowing you will establish it. May it always be that we love the work we do and be able to do the work we love. According to your word, we pray that we will not lag in diligence in our work but remain fervent in spirit, serving you in everything we do. Establish the work of our hands so that what we do will find favor with others and be a blessing for many. May it always be glorifying to you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Whatever you are doing right now, seated behind your desk, commuting to work, sitting inside a coffee shop, sweating it out in the gym, cleaning your house, running errands, or toiling it hard under the heat of the sun, may you find encouragement to live life to the fullest and the most free. May you find hope in your waiting and the courage to rescue your Mondays. For those who have left reviews and 5-star ratings from the bottom of my heart, thank you so very much. It's so encouraging and I really appreciate your support for this podcast. If this episode has been helpful to you and you are not subscribed yet, go ahead and click on that subscribe button. If you haven't left a review yet, be sure to type one and click on all those 5 stars because those are really super helpful for others to find this podcast as well. And if you would like to connect beyond the podcast, the best way to do that is to join my email list at mluiman.com. Click join in the navigation bar so you don't miss a thing. The past months, I've been a bit of an MIA on the blog, but I am returning to it with fresh energy. You can be sure that everything I write and speak about will always have one goal in mind, to help you experience God in your life and in your workplace. As always, you can find me on Instagram at emilukiman. I know someone out there is listening to this podcast today and maybe you are at the very end of yourself. Maybe life has beaten you down or you're feeling totally hopeless. God knows what's going on in your life. 
He brought you to this podcast today. So let me tell you, friend, that there is hope. My greatest hope is in this big story of the Bible. Here it is. God created something good. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and everything in it. God looked over all he had made and he saw that it was very good. You included. Even if you don't believe this, it doesn't make this truth less true. We fell into sin. As it is written, none is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together we have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Because of sin, all humanity is separated from God. But Jesus Christ made it right. Jesus came in the flesh, paid the penalty on our behalf through death on the cross. He was crucified and rose from the dead. He ascended to the heaven and sent the Holy Spirit to empower us. Christ redeemed us. He made it right. And one day, God will make all things new. A day is coming when Christ will return. He will complete His new creation with a new heaven and a new earth. A place with no tears, no pain, no suffering, no brokenness, no helplessness, just love. God will make all things new. Meanwhile, God invites us to join Him in His redemptive work of restoring all things. Have you responded to His invitation? If not, then let's pray this prayer together. Lord Jesus, please save me from my sins. I know I fall short of your glory, but I don't want there to be any distance between you and me anymore. I believe that you gave your life on the cross to pay for my sins. I believe that you rose in victory from the grave. Please forgive me for all my sin. Wash all the guilt and shame away. Jesus, make me alive in you. I receive you as my Savior and Lord, and I want to follow you all the days of my life. Thank you for finding me and saving me. I believe it. I receive it. Amen. Here's to hoping that our time together has helped you see that God has a plan for your workplace. All you have to do is ask Him to help you see it. Until the next one, I am Emilu and this has been Rescuing Mondays. Thank you for listening.